Just Me podcast, produced in association with the Armory. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Diodato. And I am the other one, Andy Fitch. And unfortunately, Jamie will not be joining us. Uh, I feel like she's going to be like the Batgirl of the Bat of the Batman TV show, where like you're super excited when she appears. But she doesn't have her own signal? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, anyway, <laughs> um, she will not be joining us, but we do have a guest. Why don't you introduce us to our guest? Yes, you will know her from the Armory. Uh, a little team called Pyramid Scheme, but they're not little. They're big. They're a big deal. Mm. Uh, you've probably also seen her in Shot for Shot. We have comedian Samantha Singleton. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to call you Sam because that's what I do. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Andy, uh, what will you call me? This uh, is important. Uh, Segway enthusiast, Samantha Singleton. <laughs> yeah. I've never been on one. Really? No, I mean but I, I haven't either. But I've seen them. I always see them on vacation. I'm not curious. Well, you were in Europe recently. Yes, I was in Italy. They had them there. W- did they? Did were there people doing tours? On the segways, yes. They all wore white sneakers. Um, so you, so a I cult. Thought, I, <laughs> I, I mean, that's just yeah. White sneakers, robes, the whole getup. What was that? <laughs> Heaven's Gate was that? The no, ones? that was purple Nikes. Oh right, right, right. And they right. drank. I, um, Kool-Aid, right? Kool-Aid, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, still, like, a bunch of people on a Segway going anywhere are the worst, well, right? Like, we we can all agree that those are not people that we want in our lives. I don't want to judge people's fun, but yes. See, the thing is, <laughs> we say that, but have you ever been on a Segway? Oh. No, I would die. Have the, you? The, no, but I'm. what I'm saying is, like, I'm I'm in agreement right now, but I also don't know if I would love being on a Segway. <laughs> no, it's very possible, but the owner... The guy who invented Segway, like, died on a Segway. Yeah, but it was, like, in the Grand Canyon. What? (laughs) Wait. Like, he fell off a cliff on a Segway. On a Segway. That's how he passed Don't don't you wrap up, don't you close up shop at that point? That's kind of beautiful, actually. Was it on Sunset? (laughs) I I don't know. Wow. Um, (laughs) Why don't we get into your Just Me thing? Okay, great. So... I don't know if this is the most tame fantasy ever, but... (laughs) What? (laughs) Tame dream. I don't know. But in college, you know, I'm thinking about what am I going to do with my life? And I got on this kick of researching uh, communes. Okay. And potentially living in a commune. Hmm. So I don't know if this is that wild of a thing. Like Like in a hippie kind of way or just in a... You know what I mean? Like, What's the other way? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess the only way. Yeah, I get. Well, yeah, no, I guess that it's it, it's hippie or weird sex cult kind of way. I guess oh, so. No, 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 no. I'm too. Uh, I'm too straight laced for that. Okay. Now you said like possibly joining. Like, how close have you been to possibly joining a commune? I researched them extensively. I was there's a. Um, this is like back in maybe 2008. So there was a whole website with uh, a full network of different communes listed throughout the United States. And I would, I, I think I looked up every single one. Communesonly.com. Yeah. <laughs> but did, so you had Commies one? for communes.com. <laughs> did you have all one all the out? like really socialist ones. <laughs> did you have one picked out? Uh, I did think this one was kind of cool. It was called Acorn. I think it was in... I think North Carolina, I, I can't say for sure, but then they had apparently a schism and some of the former members made their own commune a half mile down the road, but was they were like walnut or something. Yeah. Acorn and <laughs> walnut. No, it was actually cashew. Um, oh, okay. They were, they were like the fancy commune. Um, and do you have any idea what it was about? What it was over? Probably money. Um, isn't that the whole point of a commune that like you give away your money? Yeah, yeah. Th- th- there is no money. That's why you go to a commune. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that too because um, I think this tracks for me. When I was in high school, I had a big phase of giving away my material possessions <laughs> and very ascetic living. Where at one point, my bedroom had a mattress, a desk, and maybe just just enough clothes to get by. Did you have like sheets on your mattress or like yeah, yeah, a yeah. chair there for sh- the desk? Yeah. Or? Okay. Um, there was a chamois. How dare you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was just, yeah, just very bare bones. Wait, 
were people concerned? Because that feels like one of those giant red flag kind of, you know what I mean? Like, like giving away your things is kind of a, oh, unless you're just like, no, unless you're like projecting, like, I want to be like giving of the things I have. It, right. it does kind of seem like a, are you okay? Like, yeah. don't, oh, you, I don't never... you need these things? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was more of like, oh, Samantha's on like a Buddhism kick. Let her be. <laughs> my, okay. mom, my mom was like, she's very idealistic. Don't worry. Were, were she, you? Kept, she kept all of the stuff I love because she knew it would be a phase. So at some point, there's mm. like security cam footage of your mom like going into garbage cans and pulling out like Just rifling like my your... childhood stuffed yeah. animals that I'm going to cry over later. I mean, were you a hippie? Like, did you have like flowers in your hair and stuff? No, 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 no. I was, my dad was a hippie. Okay. Yeah. Like he went to Woodstock on a motorcycle with his best friend. Like um, Woodstock 99? <laughs> <laughs> No, he did not go to Woodstock 99. That was the bad one. Yeah. Like, when he went with his friend on a motorcycle, Uh how long did he stay? Because I've heard stories of people going for the festival and just staying for, like, a a ridiculous amount of time. Like, to the point where, like, it seemed like a commune had just kind of formed in some of those areas outside of Rome, New York. So they, they... My dad grew up in New Jersey. Him and his best friend went on motorcycles. Um, I think they stayed for a reasonable amount of time. My dad was a very reasonable, practical hippie. Mm-hmm. Um, the big story <laughs> of his like time of Wood- at Woodstock was that he left early because he wanted to beat traffic. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. <Okay>. That's <laughs> amazing. You never hear that. <laughs> yeah. So he was very practical. Okay, um, good. But yeah, and then, uh, you know, eventually I, all my worldly possessions came back to me. Thank you, mom. And, um, but I think like I am a very idealistic person. So it tracks for me why I would be interested in giving up my possessions again and joining a commune. And before we go any further, can I just ask, sure. did your mom tell you that she like brought them back into your life? Or did you just kind of think like, yes, the world has brought them back to me? <laughs> I've manifested this. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, no, I, I knew, I knew. So how did how did this how did this begin? How did you start this interest? I think I was just um, kind of curious about what I was going to do after I graduated, and um, it's a good question. How did I stumble across this? Again, very practical. Got to figure out what I'm doing after college. Might have just been one of those like Wikipedia uh, rabbit holes. Yeah. You know, that we all go down, right? Yeah. 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 So, so you, it, when you first mentioned it, you mentioned it was like a, a tame fantasy. Sure. What, what, what was the fantasy? Like, what was the, if it all worked out exactly like you had it in your mind, what would it have been? I think the fantasy is I would have um, lived at this commune, I would have found a partner and then. Just made art and been one with nature and <laughs> so wistful, you know. Um, just be part of this really great community. Um, you think that's how you would talk? <laughs> <You're> in <the laughs> yeah, in the fantasy, also, I just I get I I lose my New Jersey accent. I stop saying coffee and uh, I just talk like this. You wear time. linen all the time that never wrinkles. White linen, <laughs> yeah, that never wrinkles. Absolutely. Um, fucking linen. Linen is the worst. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because it wrinkles yeah, so got... easy. You wear it one time and you got to like iron it every freaking time. That's true. Yeah. I don't know why hippies would ever wear it. It's so much work. I well, don't know. Or patchwork. They love um, tie-dye and patchwork. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I don't know if I've ever associated like crisp, like ironed shirts with hippies. I don't think. No, I, that's I true. I guess, I guess they're wearing wrinkled linen, but. It... I'm not saying they look like slobs or anything. I'm just saying yeah. like. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. I apologize to all of our hippie <laughs> listeners if I've offended you. So get a sorry. job. We're so sorry. Did you say get a job? Or yeah, well, what was that all of a sudden? Yeah. Our hippies, get a job. Oh, Cut okay. your hair. Get a job. Whoa. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, I'm just saying. We know where your politics lie. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a job, so I don't even know what it's like. Get uh, a job, you hippie. My dad was a hippie with a job, by the way. Okay. Very practical. Yeah, so he was very practical. <laughs> Did he have long hair? Yeah, he had long hair for a long, long time. Okay. Was it like in a like a practical like ponytail or 
<laughs> no, just wild. Oh. I never saw him. No, he never had a man bun. This was. Oh, I don't know. No, <laughs> he wasn't a trailblazer in that way. Did he have? Did he have a like a, a big mustache? He had a big beard. I'm trying to picture a practical image. and big like <laughs> Coke bottle glasses and just like. Did he bring like a lot of essentials to Woodstock? Or did you just go on a motorcycle? I'm just trying to like, think. Like, was he there selling toilet paper, I like, guess, is what he's trying to is say. Is this a guy who, like, came with the idea, like, I'm going to beat traffic out of this because there's too many people? Like, yeah. That seems like the kind of guy who would think, like, maybe I'll need, like, a towel. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait. Yeah. I just remembered this. Another practical My Dad hippie story. Yeah. Um, he led a protest at um, Fairleigh Dickinson University against the Vietnam War. And he was in charge of this huge protest, and there was a walkout. He made T-shirts. He was really into silk screening. He made T-shirts <laughs> that had, like, an upside-down backwards American flag with a peace symbol on it. He made so much money <laughs> off of these T-shirts. Do uh, they still exist? Yeah. I hope so, but I've never seen one. Um, so... So you're on the commune. Right. Yes. Commune. Um, what, what did you think was going to be like, what was your job going to be? Because, I mean, obviously, you're, you know, you're part of, like, everybody's got their thing that they have to do. So based on my research of ACORN, there's shifts. And um, it's kind of interesting also just because this was back in 2008 where um, – social media was less of a thing and people weren't curating their lives. And mm. so I think they were much more frank on their website and other uh, commune websites as well about the labor. Um, but I still think there was this bent towards kind of selling you on the commune mm. and that the shifts weren't too bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't too, too bad. bad. <laughs> so like some of the shifts would be farming or childcare. And so you, you did a little of everything, it seems, but you could also sign up for things. And this is the crazy thing that I didn't know. This um, is the one crazy thing about a commune. The one, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a Facebook ad, the one crazy trick <laughs> yeah. that communes all use. Um, some of, a lot of their supplementary income came from either um, editing appendices for books. Wow. Yes. What? Yeah, they were like they would free. They were hired to as a as freelancers to go through books and then create the appendix. So people yeah, are like, this job is so boring. <laughs> yeah. Who Can will do, do it? Yeah, the other skill that you may need for a commune is uh, weaving hammocks. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, that that makes more sense to me than the appendix thing. because the appendix thing is is random. Like, doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at all. So, I mean, so they have, there's obviously, like, connection with regular uh, marketplace. Like, how secluded, how, like, separated from, like, regular, like, what we would call common culture in 2008, how separated was it from that? Acorn specifically, I guess. Um, Acorn was, like, right next to a bustling town. Okay. So, it was, and, like, a very liberal town so they were close they went into town a lot they called it going into town um <laughs> but there were other communes that i researched that were very small in the midwest um and actually there was one it was pretty funny because some of the commune listings were sort of just like me and my wife are starting a commune <laughs> and it was them and basically one of their roommates and they called it a commune uh, yeah i mean what number do you need to get to for it to be a commune great question like I mean, I'd assume four. Yeah, but that's just that's people living together. That's roommates. Like, I feel like you. What, need do, to, what do you think it should be? I think like at least ten. I think yeah, you need to get at least yeah, in double digits. Sense. Double digits. I agree. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I just like what I, I had posed this question to somebody before, but like, what do you think constitutes a riot? Oh. How many people would there have to be involved in something? Uh, some kind of like. Wait, I'm sorry. Why was this question posed? I was just curious. Oh, like, you uh, know, interesting. two's a crowd or three's yeah. a crowd. Hashtag anarchy. How many is is for a riot? How many? I thought like twenty five. Huh. Okay. You know, like like enough that um, because at like four, 
like one really strong guy could take him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, theoretically, the Hulk could take out this. No, guy. I'm just saying, like, like okay, how many people like could Terry Crews take out if he wanted to? Like none. Yeah, he could. Terry Crews. <laughs> Wait. Terry Crews listens to this, so yeah. use your words carefully. The big uh, guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, I thought you were saying Teddy Cruz, a nickname. Oh, like for Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. <laughs> a nickname that you came up. Oh, yeah, I, no. Dustin, I assume a lot of things about you ever since you talked about getting a job from those hippies. I'm uh, assuming a lot no, of things. No, I, I, it, it's my, my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Ted Cruz. No, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the cruises. My my sister went to school for photography and with Ted Cruz. No, <laughs> he's Sorry, a great. I'm just photog- to make a He's a great photographer. <laughs> I'm explaining the supposedly hippie thing. also the Unabomber. <laughs> I'm explaining the put it past him. Ooh. Okay, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make a connection. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, my sister um went to school for photography and like, you know, was a typical Long Island kid. Uh, and then at some point uh, afterwards, she moved to Wyoming with Ted Cruz. With Ted Cruz, to <laughs> keep uh, it going, uh, to basically like take people on horse trail rides in the middle of nowhere, and then lived in a cabin um, that um, had no electricity and was two miles or two hours from like the the town. Wow. Um, so I would always call her a hippie because it like she lived with no electricity and all that kind of stuff like that. So I developed a thing where I would pick on her as a hippie. Because she's my sister, and you pick on your on your siblings, that's where I always joke around about hippies. If you want to be a hippie, it's fine. I don't, I'm not judging you. I'm just it, it was <laughs> Way an instinct. It was an instinctive reaction to you giving my sister crap. That's I'm just sure, sure. So I'm, I'm not the man. You can double down on it. I would I would actually encourage that. I know I. <laughs> All right. So 25 is a riot. 10 is a commune. How many people were a part of? Uh, like, how big would Acorn have been? I think Acorn was at least 40. I remember that it was definitely more men. I think they were looking for That was what they were curating. <laughs> I, I, I always assume, like, I, I always assume that the commune is, like, two degrees off of cult. So I assume that a commune has a leader who wields some sort of crazy power. How true is that? That's a good question. I I don't remember. I I don't remember if Acorn had this, but I think others did, where they sort of had a council of elders. <laughs> That's so <laughs> right. So not a it's so not Lord of a the cult. Rings. Not a cult. So so how like do you think you could have been culted? Like you culted know I mean? or communed? Well, I mean, you know, you could have communed because you because you are you were researching communes. But I'm saying like. Do I don't th- know if I could have been. I think, I think I would have visited, realized, oh, no, 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 this is not for me. I'm, I'm too fussy Like a this. reverse rumspringer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That's it, exactly. But, yeah. you, but you don't think that you could have been, like, sold into, like, a cult? No, absolutely not. Um, actually, my, one of my dad's friends got roped into Scientology. And so as a yeah. kid, I heard all the stories and knew I would never... All the stories of what he went through, or he was trying to like, like hook you into Scientology. No, 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 no. no. He left, and um, just them like harassing him about trying to rejoin. Um, I also think I'm too smart to join one (laughs) of these things. Not Uh, to brag, but uh, Joy went to one of those. um, You know, there's advertisements on the subway for like some philosophy. Yeah, it's like a. What is it called? Oh, um, school of philosophy. Is it school it's of something philosophy? Simple something really like simple. That. Like it sounds fake. Very innocent sounding. Yeah, uh, and Joy was just like, "I'll, I'll check it out. I, I kind of want some guidance in my life." This was like a long time ago. She's uh, so idealistic. Yeah. I love it. Uh, uh-huh. And she went there once, and she was like, "Nope, super <laughs> cult." Like, really? Yeah, yeah. They wanted money to go on some sort of retreat or some shit like that. Oh, like it course. was, uh, don't so don't don't go there. Huh? But you you know because I think it was also sold as like. Like church without the religion kind of thing of just like hey it, you know we'll just help you live life better. Do you uh, think it, it was like they were just trying to keep a thing together, or do you think it, they were genuinely like taking they, advantage of people looking for? I think they were trying to take advantage of people yeah. looking for. It. Yeah, That's and they shame. still exist. I still see the subway ads for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, 
speaking of like having to pay your way into something, was there a process where they kind of vet who would join this? Yes. So all each of them had a different process, but um, for the most part it was you would visit and then I think you had to like, if they, if you liked it, they would schedule them to stay for a week. Like a trial. A trial. Exactly. Um, and I think it also kind of depended on their, demographics and what they needed women (laughs) women um so i think that also was a component i think probably also how much money you were willing to oh give them although i think some of these communes i think you could um you know have your own private bank account and was this a thing where like there was it was all everything was shared or is that like a common thing what do do you mean everything well, I, you know, I know that there are like cult things where like you're sharing like spouses and stuff like that. I'm talking like, uh, was there a large group bank account, that sort of thing, or like all of your possessions, like if somebody needed like a desk and you didn't need it, like, do you know what I mean? Like almost everything physical, every like tactile item was communal. Was that the thing? Yes. I think there was, I mean, I think people... Uh, technically owned their own objects. Like it wasn't to the extent where it's like, Hey, I like your sweater. Give it to me. That sort of thing. (laughs) It wasn't that. Um, Quick tangent. (laughs) Sure. Every time you've voiced one of these people, they've talked like this. (laughs) Me and my wife are starting to come. (laughs) No, I like that sweater. Give it to me. (laughs) Uh, Actually, some of these communes that I researched were in New York city. Okay. Cause it sounds like they were all in the bayou. Well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it sounds uh, like they were well, all swamp in, in, swamp this, communes. in this fantasy swamp in, in this fantasy they are it, it's me living in the south for sure so hey i gotta have warm weather yeah like, no that that makes sense you yeah. think i'm gonna live in a commune that is basically winter half the year no thank you but i don't imagine that a commune has like good air conditioning because that doesn't seem like a like a hippie thing so you'd also be like hot all the time yeah that's a good point are there this p- is why I didn't join. Are Thank th- you, Dustin. Re- yeah. Back th- to reason. <laughs> Are there practical communes where they're like, it would make sense to have air conditioning because yeah. it's a like hundred degrees every day. I think there were also communes where it wasn't so intense where, um, you know, you're giving away your possessions and, you know, there's just a big free pile and you pick your there's more about community and there's there's ones where it's more like hey we all have our own separate bank accounts and individual lives but we do share this communal space yeah um so there was there's ones with there where there's like more boundaries yeah which which would you have preferred in the fantasy yeah (laughs) um (laughs) the one where i'm down south weaving a hammock and i've got a kid on my lap (laughs) that one okay and the kid's not mine. It's, I don't know. It's yeah, who, who knows whose kid it is? Who knows? Just a kid. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I can't remember the last time you owned shoes. Who knows? <laughs> I, well, like, this doesn't, what you've described ne- doesn't necessarily appeal to me, but I'm someone who seeks out community, and I, I value that quite a bit. And I worked at and was the program coordinator for a summer camp for a number of years, which is about as, like, close to a commune that you can get (laughs) without like joining one Mm. uh and the more you talk about stuff like that like when you said weaving a hammock with a kid on your lap i was like i've probably like weaved a basket with somebody else's (laughs) kid on my lap (laughs) like i didn't know just some camper was just like i i've been very close to that now that i think about it i have never been remotely close to that i i but the whole concept of people always being around i think freaks me out oh yeah oh. yeah were, were there like it was were they like communal living spaces also that i don't remember entirely i'm sure people had their own sh- rooms but probably shared with bunks or something yeah. um yeah again i this was never cut out for me <laughs> um i'm an only child none of this <laughs> makes any sense really except for the idealism did you ever visit one? Did you ever like go? Have I ever visited one? That's a good question. Um, I haven't visited one. I'm sure I've purchased products from one. Okay, like soaps or something. Yeah, like they make. Yeah, like soaps or 
Or perhaps read an appendix to a book that you did not realize I'm came sure from a commune. I'm sure we all have. <laughs> You've learned anything today. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. Uh, I just forgot what I was going to say. Don't cut this out. <laughs> no, no. We never cut anything out. Uh, uh, so what ultimately made you decide that you were not going to, to do it? Okay, so this was the big deal breaker. So again, you remember how I, earlier I said that this was 2008, and so there was less of a curated social media experience. Yeah. So I'm flipping through photo albums, and I see, oh, wait, there's a lot of, like, shaved heads in this one photo album. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Hmm. Flipping through. There's no explanation. Suddenly, I finally see, like, a little comment on one of the photos we all had lice that summer mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so they just shaved their heads a lot of them did and that was lice that was, was the, the deal, deal breaker. breaker yeah and i went i went back to the that one commune to go through their albums and it was it's been it's been erased i mean that's probably smart on there oh absolutely not I really mean, a selling feature but very truthful i'll give mm-hmm. them that they share everything you know, they yeah, share life. Share life. Uh, now, would you ever go and check out a commune? Not, knowing now that you would never actually join one, would you ever go and like visit one just to kind of see? Yes, absolutely. I feel like we're given a lot of a lot of airtime to Acorn specifically. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything? Should we be bleeping their name? I don't know. Yeah. Are they going to come s- after? Well, us I now? guess my question was: Are they associated? They seem really nice and cool. Actually, they were very smart, <laughs> practical <laughs> they, people. They edit these <laughs> appendix. <laughs> uh, well, I asked because, like, it, uh, are how many of these are associated with with other things like outside of just community and that type of living? Like, how many of them are connected to like religion or a certain specific ideology? Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I. I think some of them were vaguely Christian. Yeah. Um, but I, the ones that I looked into did not have any sort of very specific philosophical bent, except for, you know, being very liberal and, right. um, you know, flying free Tibet flags and what have you. <laughs> uh, there's something really, I like, not that it's like, it itself is a joke, but there's something really funny to me about flying flags of protest uh, like two hours from the nearest town, <laughs> like just yeah. where no one is yeah. going to see them. <laughs> um, I want to jump topics a little bit. Sure. I feel like we, we've hit this, but we, we had a list of different topics that we could talk about for you. Uh, and I kind of wanted to go to the exact opposite of this. Uh-oh. Segway. Yeah. Segway. Segway. Yeah. Um, uh, to doomsday preppers, because I know that's also... Uh, the same ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like in the vein, but not like uh, a much more pessimistic version. Of, yeah, of I was like, I, exactly. It's the it's the really negative outlook on life version of this of communal living. Yeah. So tell tell us a little bit about your 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 love of doomsday preppers. Sure. So I specifically love um, looking at blogs of women, and they call themselves not doomsday preppers. They call themselves homesteaders, mm-hmm. and it's. <laughs> A lot of, um, it's like a, they're very sweet blogs where, I mean, if you just did a cursory glance, it's a lot of um, canning vegetables and, you know, learning how to make a a family quilt and, um, you know, how to load a shotgun (laughs) for the end days and what to put in your bunker. So it's just, it's slowly, you know. It goes from like, like make your own picture frame, <laughs> all the way down to like, defend yourself. Yeah, how yes. to skin a dude if you need to. Like, <laughs> wow, the Dustin. if you need new skin, I don't. I don't know. Sometimes you have to skin somebody in the post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Dustin, what? What? Are am I? T- am I the only Ted person? Ted Cruz. <laughs> this is Ted <laughs> Cruz all over. Wow. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm the only one that's ever had to read about how to skin a person. I guess that's fine. I, I guess it'll right. just be me. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> no, I, I don't know how to skin a person, but I'm assuming. Way to backtrack. Like, um, hmm. In my mind, all of these like all these websites were um, were designed in like '94. You know what I mean? Like they all have um, 
like animated gifs and stuff like that like are they the dancing baby (laughs) (laughs) dancing baby yeah just a bunch of uh am am i wrong about that like are they uh no they're totally up to date very savvy people with great looking websites (laughs) so uh, what what kind of like piqued your interest with it like what sparked your interest i should say with doomsday preppers um, I think it's like this combination of they, s- it's such a, sw- a lot of their activities are so sweet, but then <laughs> like, also there's, I, let me just also say that there's a lot of posts about pickling vegetables. Are you a, a pickled lot. vegetable no, fan? No, <laughs> no, but it is kind of fun to like read about the process. I think it's also like, I'm such a process oriented person. I like, I do like to read yeah. about, um, how people make things from scratch and they are very into you know making things from scratch because they want to be self-sufficient and i and again that kind of loops into my idealism um also they have great tips about gardening did you know (laughs) it's really not a good idea to put tomatoes and cucumbers together why's that um they don't I, I don't know how to ex- explain the science of it, but basically they don't get along. And so they'll compete <laughs> against one another and then they won't make produce as much fruit. Have you seen VeggieTales? <laughs> the Christian <laughs> cartoon. That's a cucumber and a tomato and they get along just fine. Yeah. I've seen VeggieTales. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's interesting. I would not have known that. So, so do, you, do you just enjoy it? Or like, do you pay enough attention that if, if I see the apocalypse coming that I should seek you out? As a like you have enough knowledge yeah. banked away. I'm shaking my head vigorously. <laughs> no. So you're not even like taking you're not even like bookmarking certain things like, okay, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need that. How to make my own crossbow. I mean, I think I am very safety conscious. Like I'm I'm aware of like fire exits. Right. For you know. For the for the immediate apocalypse, immediate yeah, immediate emergencies, absolutely. Uh, Long the long game, I'm not I'm not in it. Okay, I'm not winning it. I would I would die pretty fast, I think. Um, Although maybe not. I love The Walking Dead, and uh, you know. Well, there's a show called Doomsday Preppers, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. So you haven't seen it? It's probably on the History Channel, right? That would be my guess. You know, because it's not about history. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I ask real quick? Yeah. Uh, Y2K. Did you guys do anything in preparation? No, no. But I was so excited for it. Like I wanted. I like. I wanted to see the world like burn. Not burn, but like Dustin. freak the fuck out. Yeah. Like I w- I'm worried about Dustin, guys. I just can we just <laughs> Andy? Can we just talk you and I really quick? Dustin, can you take your headphones off for yeah, a second? Yeah, we gotta have no, a but I, quick, I'll, quick I'll still job. be able to hear you because we're in the same room. <laughs> Uh, oh, we well, didn't think about that. Oh, no. My, like, my mom, she has, like, a very nice and well-stocked pantry. So, she, like, she wasn't worried about that. So, all my family did in preparation was my mom went out and bought two one-gallon water jugs. <laughs> just, like, just in case. Which I think is, like, <laughs> really reasonable. Yeah. But yeah. I know people who, were, like, they had read so many things that were supposed to happen when all the computers shut down uh, that they filled every... Every container that could hold water, they filled with water before <laughs> New Year's Eve. Wow. Their tub no. was full. Their tubs in the basement for, like, washing things were full. Sinks, uh, every cup, every bowl. Their house was full of water. It looked like the movie Signs, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that level of, like, preparation. Okay. Nothing like that? No. 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 Re- w- reasonable preparation. Yeah. <laughs> um, reasonable. Like, my family... Um, when uh, Sandy hit, uh, a lot of trees in my town were down and power mm-hmm. was out. And pure luck, our power was fine. <laughs> we had Verizon Fios. We were good. Did you? Did people come over to your house? Yes, and charge their phones. Little and all that. had a little commune. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, we how did. close to you? Were your was, we were so close. <laughs> we were two away, Dustin. <laughs> we were two away oh, from double digits. So close, double digits. This the reason I bring that up is because I'm curious about um, about these doomsday preppers because the mm-hmm. argument, at least at Y2K, uh, it's so weird to say that um, was <laughs> th- people were like, it's gonna be fine, it's nothing's gonna happen, but they're like, but if it does, like you're gonna come run into us. Like, is that the outlook that these people have? 
like sort of a um, like what's the parable like grass, the grasshopper and the right, ant. Right. Mm. Love me a parable. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the kind of like mindset that they have? No, I think it's the. Uh, I think it's. it's I, a, I mean, I don't want to assume, but for the most part, I think it's. Hey, you're gonna be toast. And we'll still be living. It just seems like that level of preparation is like way too much for a just in case kind you, of attitude. Do you feel like this is a question for both of you? Do you feel like it's worth it? Sometimes I wonder, like, is it worth it to live in a post-apocalyptic society? I don't know if I'd want that. Uh, you know, I, I do. You know what you would do? Uh, um, I mean, I'd be dead because because um, all my friends have basically admitted that I would slow them down. So, uh, is that a like, thing you ask your friends? No, I've joked about hey, it. Hey guys, I've <laughs> joked hey guys, about it. Hey guys, hey guys, hey, hey. Just did. I'm mostly. It, did you see the game yesterday? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, if uh, yeah, it's well, usually it's usually around zombie apocalypse that natural. like I'll, that that I will joke about like you guys would just leave me and people will be like, well, what what's happening over there? Uh, because I oh, know look, the game's on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like I, I, I would sort of I I agree with you that I don't or I don't know if you were saying that it's not worth it, but I'm going to agree with the thought that it's not worth it because like if if we're talking about like nuclear apocalypse, right? Then Which it's like seems it, like the most likely, yeah, present time. Uh, then yeah. by the time you are like able to come out of whatever bunker you're in, mm-hmm. like. Everybody around you is dead. You're gonna get radiation poisoning the minute you open the door. Like, you're just slowly waiting to die in this little, you know, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not for me. I don't think. But I mean, I'm also assuming that I'm in New York. Like, if you're in the backwoods of Kentucky, maybe the radiation doesn't get to you. Well, you know. I'll. I have two answers to. Sorry, were you done? Yeah, I have yeah. two answers to this. The first one is uh, listeners, regular listeners to the podcast will know that I proposed a uh, <laughs> a situation where, uh, in a post-apocalyptic world, I was uh, re- repopulating the world with a Klingon <laughs> speaker. Yeah. Uh, so it's something I've thought about. Uh, I don't know if it would be worth it. I think there's a part of me, like deep down, that's like, it, I. It's like a weird like responsibility thing. Like other people would want. It's like a caretaker kind of thing in me that like I want to make sure things live and survive. Yeah. Um, uh, hmm. So I, there's that. But with that, I think part of the reason that that gets reinforced is because it's very romanticized with like Fear the Walking Dead. Like yeah, it's like horrifying stuff that's on there. But the like that adrenaline like action kind of stuff that would you would be dealing mm. with. The stuff that like nobody encounters on a day to day basis, like I said, bassist. <laughs> and it was not intentional. Those day to day, those guys who play bass, yeah. you know, once every other day or so. Um, uh, and like games like Fallout and things uh, of that nature, like it just seems cool. Those are things like you never get to do outside of weird retreats or right. communes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that um, like the apocalypse is a thing that's definitely in the cultural zeitgeist and it's like romanticized more than ever. Um, and that's why I love like the walking dead because it, it's like the opposite of the doomsday preppers because they're surviving, but in a communal way. Right. They weren't expecting it to happen. Right. So it's like the best of both worlds for me (laughs) (laughs) and everyone's cool. And I love Michonne. (laughs) Oh, that's my God. Samurai sword. Come on guys. I, I I am hoping that should apocalypse apoc- post the apocalypse come that like I like you are one of the people Andy that I actually would want to be around because hey we I, might chop liver no no I would want you to be there for companionship and friendship but I think <laughs> like wow <laughs> but, I know my place but I think that's but, a big part of a commune yeah <laughs> but I think Andy's got survival skills like like oh. a lot unlike a lot of people that. Um, that I know, like, I feel like if I was like, I need to find water, Andy would know how to do it. Or like, somebody needs to like build this thing. Andy would know how to do it. Do like, you, Andy? like Andy's got a bunch of weird skills that nobody knows that he has. Uh, yeah, I actually, I do have a pretty decent knowledge about, I mean, if I had to live in the wild without much, I think I would do pretty well. I don't like killing things. So hunting would be like a real bummer for me, but I'm, yeah, I could find a fresh order. I could, Build shelter. I can 
right. find direction like, read without the things. Like you'd be like, I don't even need a compass, man. Yeah. Well, I could do that too. I just need to like Google it ahead of time, <laughs> and I'll be good. Come okay. on, Dustin. <laughs> no, no, I, I want you to be there. I want you to be there also. I can hunt. <laughs> okay, we'll make a pact. When the apocalypse comes, okay. we'll all meet up. This is legally binding. This podcast, <laughs> yeah, by no, the way, I, I just want to let you know all podcasts are legally binding. <laughs> on record. Um, I mean, I hope that's the case. I'd, I'd love to apocalypse with you guys. Oh, that's actually very sweet. You know, it's like who who's your po- apocalypse family? You know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it does come down to also um, who's just still alive and willing to cooperate. <laughs> Do you get to choose at that point? Yeah. Sometimes you don't choose your family. <laughs> Chooses you. But <laughs> it's weird, though, because like, if Apocalypse comes now, we're all going to be like, I should probably go find those guys. Yeah, I said it on the We all agree. So do it yeah. now. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's get to the speed round, then. Yeah. Okay. Um where we go with the other things. Um, what's your just me movie? What movie do you like that you don't think anybody else likes, but you're kind of obsessed with? Oh, um, I, I think I, I I love movies in general, but I think like a highly specific one that I love is um, this, the 90s, I think it's 1995 uh, version of The Secret Garden. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. No. I was a... Uh, goth child i don't know it's a <laughs> dark movie for a child to love i've watched it like hundreds of times so good Maggie i remember Smith. being very sad i never saw it. i don't even know what it's about, what uh, it's about? It's, the it's secret a, garden it's yeah. about a secret garden okay uh-huh. it's about a little girl who's um uh living with her wealthy uh parents in india and then they're killed and she's sent to scotland for, with like a relative, right? With a, a very well, two of our very wealthy uncles' uh, home, and um, the cu- basically a cousin in a wheelchair. There's a cousin in a wheelchair, and the uncle's very sad because his uh, wife died. And there's like a mean caretaker. There's a mean caretaker, and then this little girl finds the secret garden, and it's supposed to sort of symbolize. She finds the secret garden and sort of brings it back to life, and uh, it symbolizes her fixing this family. Yeah. I okay. mean, it's not. It is not a bad movie at all. I did. No, it sounds depressing. Beautiful. As fuck. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful and it's so depressing. It is very sad, though. <laughs> it is. Yeah, not gonna. No, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine. Okay. And do you have a, a, a just me song? A just me song. A song or a band, oh. maybe. Yeah, like, do you love Barbie Girl from like music you would put on in the car and everybody else would be like, "What is this?" Um. In high school, my friend Christina was really into, um, oh, this, um, oh, I'm going to really mess this up. Like, basically, um, pop music from Vietnam. Like, present-day Vietnam? No, like, from, like, the 60s. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and also, I guess... uh, and also like Cambodia. So this is like, K-pop. This is like no, okay. no, no, no. It's like very retro, kind of like American style '60s music. Okay. And it was, I think, forbidden. Again, I'm going to get the politics of this so wrong, but basically, it was forbidden, and there were um, a, there was like a lot of political upheaval at the time, and so this like popular music was this was underground. Um, and so people are like really into collecting these records. My friend Christina was into it. So sometimes I would listen to them and she would start, you know, busting out (laughs) Vietnamese. Did you, do you have any idea what they were saying? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. So it could have just been like, it could have been anything. Down with America. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. (laughs) And and he's just shaking his head. And yeah, I don't, um, um, no, that, that's uh, I just have I have no follow up to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, down with America or pop music <laughs> from Vietnam. All right, Ted Cruz. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa! The tables have turned. Dustin, yeah, not me, not me, not me. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> no, don't, don't take it. I've already taken enough crap in this episode. <laughs> Who's your just me politician? <laughs> just me politician. Um, I feel like. Um, outside of New Jersey, everyone loves Cory Booker, but inside New Jersey, he's a little bit more. Some people don't like him. Some people love him. Really? I'm I'm for him. I was at a rally at um, there's a detention center in Elizabeth, 
and he like popped up and it was so cool guys <laughs> i love cory booker didn't he like save a dude from a burning car or something probably like probably like 10 times yeah yeah i would feel safe in his arms that's the For kind sure. of reputation i want but if you, people are like didn't that guy like deliver yeah. some kid in the bag of a taxi <laughs> like yeah probably like yeah. it's just totally feasible that you did something phenomenal and like totally selfless yeah um um food just me food oh ooh. um be careful because uh, i mentioned circus peanuts and then last episode we ate circus peanuts and we <laughs> regret it every second of it so if you say something weird we may bring it to you there are circus peanuts <laughs> left over if you'd like to try some oh no i threw i mean i threw them out <laughs> They probably I, taste the same as from the garbage <laughs> as they do yeah. from the bag. But anyway, I don't know if I've adjust me food. I I am on a jalapeno kick right now, and I'm right now I I make an omelet for myself every morning, and I've nicknamed it the Nasty Woman, <laughs> <laughs> and it has uh, pickled jalapenos. Did you pickle them yourself? <laughs> no, but I'd love to say yes. <laughs> Um, pickled jalapenos, diced mushrooms, uh, and, uh, chopped up spinach. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. It's a uh, healthful omelet and it's a little spicy. Also, Hillary used to eat. Hillary Clinton. Mm. You remember her? Yeah. Oh, I, there's never a moment I'm not. <laughs> good. Did, uh, she, did she really eat that? Like specific? Omelet? Yes. Oh, not specifically, but supposedly she eats a jalapeno every day. Is it good for you? Like in like a specific Just way? Just to feel pain? Like, she's like, just to feel alive. Dustin, I get back to you, Dustin, with the politics. What? No. Why are you saying against Hillary? Nothing. Just, just eating a jalapeno straight up, you would only do if you wanted to feel pain, right? I mean, well, isn't that the whole point of them? I, some people, like, I love spicy food, but yeah. just, I can't handle it. Like, I will eat the spiciest Indian food I can get, and I'll just be like, Ugh, it, it, it tastes so good, and I'll just be like crying. Oh and, no! But like, it, there are some people who like they love the taste of something that hot, hot, yeah. whatever that Scoville level is, and they they can eat it like candy, like it, it doesn't affect them at all. So yeah. it might be something where she just really likes the taste, and there is some kind of like actual like benefit to it. I think there's definitely a benefit. I love spicy food, but I. I just would like to point out for the record, I have no ego about it. Have you ever met people who so love I spicy food? Yeah, and they're like, let me, you know, kill myself with this ghost pepper that's been aged for 10 years. Yeah, I... I you do have an ego about not having an ego about it. I, uh, I just want to <laughs> say, out of the three of us, I have the least ego. Well, like, Don't even. <laughs> Are you... Well, I grew up in Buffalo. Where wings are a big deal, and the uh, home of the chicken wing, the Anchor Bar, which is opening another one in New York, Ooh. I've got strong opinions on that. But anyway, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Uh, they have what they call atomic wings, which are like, at the time, uh, I'm, they might have something hotter, but at the time that I had them, they were it was the hottest wing you could get anywhere in the U.S. And I had, it, I was like. I can handle this. I was like nine or something. I, was like, there was, there was, I can handle this. Yeah, no, it was totally, there was no ground to stand on with this, but I was just like, I totally did. I had like two, and then I was just like out. And my <laughs> mom, like a champ, was like, we're not wasting food. And she finished all of them with like a stone face. Love it. In, in my mind, you she were. She did not pass on that. In my mind, <laughs> genetically, you Genetically, that skill. You, you just went into the place with like one of those like white, like tank top, like wife beater kind of shirts at nine, so that you could freely sweat. <laughs> yeah, just being like, give me the, like, no, give I me the hottest thing you have. I went in there with a tuxedo <laughs> and a leather jacket over top of it. He yep. has class. And I had these big aviator sunglasses, and I tipped them down just enough so that they could see my eyes. And I said, give me the hottest wings you have. <laughs> but I was nine, so I was like, give me the hottest wings you have. <laughs> I'm sure it was adorable. Um, uh, and then the last one, I think this was Jamie's question, but oh. I enjoy it each time, is um, uh, you're just me like celebrity crush. Like. Oh. <laughs> it's dead crush. <crabs>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the face of a person who knows the answer, but he's like, maybe we skip this one. Um, love John Benjamin. 
Okay. John Benjamin has a band. You do you not know who Crickets? Comedian. Yeah. Like H. John Benjamin, like Bob's yeah. Burgers, yeah, 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 Archer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. love him. Oh my God. Like, wow. I don't think I've ever heard that. I can see it though. He seems like a very charming. Yeah. And his voice. His voice is incredible. Yeah. I think it's probably. It's like can you nine. do an impression of him? No, I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> like my impression of him is always like. Yeah. I. It's always like really sure. I. I feel like I, if I hear him speak, I could like replicate it pretty close. But all that I hear in my head is like, "Well, Tina, that's a pretty good idea." Like it's like very. <laughs> hey, that's that not was bad. pretty good. Yeah. Ooh. But like, it's a very. <laughs> I feel like every time I hear him speak, it's like in the Bob's Burger in my head. When I think of H. John Benjamin, I'm thinking of like Bob Belcher. Well, I mean, that's pretty much his his voice, though. That's sort of like in Family Guy. Like Brian is just. Seth MacFarlane. Can you imagine having a voice like that where you don't have to put anything on to be a voice actor? Yeah, that'd be great. That's the dream. Yeah. You just talk and people are like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. a real good voice. <laughs> that's about right. Uh, I wish I had that even though I have a podcast. If I walked into that wing place and I was like, oh, give me the hottest <laughs> wings you have. Like, they'd be really like, they'd be like, I'm the house. Yeah, especially if you were nine in that scenario. Yes. And if I was nine and I hit H. John Benjamin's voice. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be creepy as fuck, but also awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, I think we are we're about out of time. Um, do you do you have anything more? I'm good. Okay, I'm good. You thank good? you so much, guys. Thank you for yeah. being on here. Yeah, and um, if you're listening to this um, tonight, uh, if you're listening to this the day, day it's released, then tonight is the mix 'em up, um, followed by um, Saturday the twenty third is um, shot for shot Ghostbusters. Yeah, and come to the mix them up. Um, my team pyramid scheme is hosting it. Yeah, um, and then there's a bunch of things after that which I should have written down, but I didn't. So uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, and thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. <laughs>